All discussion during the Invest Wisely program is intended for informational and educational purposes. It is not an offer to buy or sell or solicitation of an offer to buy or sell any security or instrument or to participate in any particular trading strategy. We do not offer tax, accounting, or legal advice. Consult your tax or legal advisor before making any decision that could affect your tax or legal situation. All investing involves risk, including the possible loss of principal. You should carefully consider investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of any investment before investing. Diversification and asset allocation do not guarantee a profit or guarantee against loss. Securities and investment advisory services are offered by Robert W. Baird & Company, Incorporated, a registered broker, dealer, and investment advisor, member NYSE, FINRA, and SIPC. And welcome to Invest Wisely with Walt Sokira. Walt is the managing partner of the AKW Group. They're located in Fairlawn and also have an office in Washington, Pennsylvania, near Pittsburgh. And Wealth Advisor, the AKW Group, is affiliated with the Robert W. Baird & Company private wealth management in this hour, half hour, we're talking about money and investing in the stock market. If you have any questions for Walt about the market, about investing, about how their firm invests their clients' money in individually stock portfolios, individually owned stock portfolios, give us a call at 330-673-1234. That's out of Akron toll free. It's 800-669-4100, including on WNIR. Com. Well, Walt, last week, once again, the uh, ship of the stock market uh, saw ups and downs and crests and, and fallows and the waves, but they ended uh, kind of a positive note. The S&P 500 set a new record high, and they seem to be buoyed by the end of the week with the possibility of a, a good coronavirus vaccine that could bring an end to the, to the pandemic. So it's not, not all bad news at all. No, Bob. I mean, we're definitely going. We're shifting back and forth between positivity and negativity, which we do in life uh, in, in all aspects. And uh, you know, I think the key is you you know you have to kind of balance that positive and negative, and you have to be real. You have to find reality, and I, I, that's what we continue to try to do here. So last week, you know, looking at all the the positives and the negatives, as you mentioned. Uh, the Dow Jones had a good week. The Dow Jones was up 4.1% for the week, uh, went up 1,156 points, closed to 29,479. Uh, we went to positive territory with the Dow Jones for the year. The Dow Jones index now is 3.3% for the year. The S&P was up 2.2%, up about another 75 points, close to 3,585.15. And year-to-date, that S&P 500 index is up about 11%. Interestingly, last week, the NASDAQ was off. It was off about 0.6%, closed down 65 points to 11,829. But keep in mind, you know, the NASDAQ for the year is still up 31.8%. So the index that still has performed the best, but, you know, a little bit of a shift, a little bit of rotation we saw last week. You know, people looking at those uh, kind of recovery stocks that we'll talk a little bit about today. And then the uh, Russell 2000, which measures those small cap stocks, was up 6.1%, and year-to-date up 4.6%. So again, went back into positive territory during the week. So, um, you know, a lot of movement back and forth, as you mentioned. Uh, Probably the most positive news last week was the, you know, COVID-19 vaccine um, from Pfizer and BioNTech. Um, They say that about a 90% effective. And also we got the election a little bit behind us. Uh, we still have the Georgia runoff coming off. But, I mean, again, I think more 
more positives to focus on, uh, even though the COVID-19 cases are spiking. Uh, you know, we're looking through that, and I think we see, you know, some positive things as we're looking out through the balance of 2021. And despite that uh, positive uh, reaction to the uh, COVID vaccine, we still see this tremendous spike in cases all around the country, including here in, in Ohio and Northeast Ohio. What is the short-term uh, prospect in the uh, view of that uh, until we get that vaccine in place, which could be another six months, eight months even? Yeah, it'll continue to hurt uh, portions of the economy, Bob. And, um, you know, that divergence that we saw this year, you know, that K kind of recovery, K-shaped recovery, where there are certain sectors, there are certain industries, certain companies that are performing well, um, you know, with the lockdown and the shutdown. And then there's other areas that continue to struggle. So I think we'll see more of that. It's going to be it's going to be tough. I mean, it's going to be a tough winter. And, uh, you know, but we'll get through it. I think there is a lot of reasons to believe, again, that the future looks a little bit brighter. Now, interest rates are at the lowest uh, they have been historically almost ever. And is there any any concern that the Federal Reserve would raise those interest rates anytime soon? Now, I think the Federal Reserve's done a really good job, as we talked about with their programs. I, I think they're really tipping their hat and being very clear to the market. And, again, the market needs that. They need clarity. The market needs to understand, uh, as we said, uncertainty is always the thing that scares the market the most. So the uh, Federal Reserve has really said that interest rates will stay low, which uh, is very accommodative for, for businesses, you know, looking for lending support, um, you know, to get through the tough time. It, it's also very positive, as we've seen in the in the home market and, and you know, home buying and home construction and all those home stocks have done very well. Uh, through the through this year, and again, those trends uh, really help in a big part of the economy where we need that support. Now that the election is over, another issue that is coming back uh, politically is whether or not there will be a uh, another stimulus package passed by Congress, especially before the holidays. Do you think uh, that is a possibility? It's a possibility, Bob. We're going to see another stimulus package. It'll probably be in the range of five hundred billion to two point two trillion, somewhere in between there. You know, kind of what the the Senate had put out and that the Democrats were hoping for. Um, you know, it may not pass until January, but I think it's going to come back and it's going to be needed. I, and, and again, the Federal Reserve, you know, Chairman Jerome Powell has been very vocal that there needs to be more fiscal support. You know, there needs to be fiscal policy and stimulus. And, you know, I think that the regulators, after they're done paying politics, uh, you know, they're going to have to get back to work and worry about people. And I, I think a lot of people in this country are going to need a little bit more help. Now, of course, with the new administration coming into office, uh, President-elect Joe Biden will be taking over the White House, if, if uh, not uh, all the houses of Congress. Still, there's concerns about whether or not there will be significant tax policy changes. Uh, is any of that being rumored about? It is. I mean, we're, we worry and, and we're thinking about that as well. I mean, the two Senate um, races in Georgia that have not yet been determined, um, you know, will be key because, again, if with the split Congress, as we talked about, uh, we probably don't see, you know, taxes going higher. So uh, it comes down to those two races. It looks like David Perdue will probably win uh, that, that race, um, his race. The recount is going on now. He might win by the recount, or if not, there'll be a runoff. And then Kelly Loeffler will pick up probably a lot of votes from Doug Collins uh, down in that race. And, uh, you know, is expected to win. So, again, right now I think the experts are expecting those two seats to go Republican, which would keep the Senate, you know, Republican in, in, in orientation, uh, which, again, would put a little bit of damper on some of those tax increase policies that, you know, a Biden administration won't have put in place.
Now, is there any any concern about earnings growth? Uh, We're looking at 2021. A lot of folks are saying that once this pandemic is under control, the economy is going to explode. People get back into the marketplace and start spending uh, literally like drunken sailors, and that would be really great, Uh, and that would be great for earnings. Do you think that is a viable thought, or is that a little bit too optimistic? No, I think it's viable, Bob. I've seen we've seen again expectations went so low, and companies were impacted so dramatically. And most all companies are outperforming. We've we've had really good percentage of of companies outperforming as expectations are starting to rise again. And if you know 2021 kind of goes as expected, and uh, you know a vaccine put in place to take care of the virus, and you know more people have confidence, I think you know we're seeing people are getting kind of tired of being cooped up, and they want to go back out and live. Um, so I think, again, we're, we're going to see continued improvement in, in the economy, especially in those areas that are struggling. And, you know, we look for earnings to continue to improve through 2021. So let's go ahead and pour some cold water on these uh, optimistic dreams. We have a strong economy and a lot of people spending money. Inflation, which hasn't been an issue for years of any significance, is that going to become a problem when all this pent-up demand is out there and and, uh, supplies may, may not be able to keep up with it? Will we see an upward trend on prices? Uh, long term, probably, Bob, and in the short run, we don't see that. You know, there's still a lot of um, excess capacity to mop up, and I, I think when you look at the impact of the internet and companies like Amazon.com, and you know how you know people can really you know uh, search for price and and control pricing and what they're willing to pay. Um, you know, consumers again, which are a big part of our economy. We always talk seventy percent of our economy are kind of in the driver's seat, and you know, competition is is tough out there. A lot of companies are trying to survive, and uh, so again, I think as far as inflation goes, longer term, yeah, definitely something we're going to have to pay attention to. But I think as we look out over the short term, you know, not a lot of inflation fears right now. We're talking to Walt Sakira. He is, of course, the managing partner of the AKW Group in Fairlawn and in Washington, Pennsylvania. And we're talking about the market. Uh, his uh, firm invests uh, their clients' money in individually owned stocks and portfolios that they have custom put together for their clients. And that's a good way to talk about particular stocks right now with Walt Sakira. Now, we're getting into a supposedly and hopefully a recovery. Uh, are there any kind of what they call values, recovery stocks or cyclical stocks that uh, you would say would be a must-own as we go into 2021? Yeah, Bob, there was a big shift last week, and I think, you know, when you listen to, if you turn on Bloomberg TV or CNBC or, you know, Fox News or one of these stations, and during the day and you listen to, you know, there's a lot of talking heads on there right now, you know, the experts talking about this big shift over to recovery stocks. However, I think we need to keep some perspective on that. You know, some of the trends that are put in place and they're happening are going to have long-term effects. You know, let's, let's just take Amazon, for instance, you know, uh, online shopping is now 22% of retail. And, uh, you know, back when I was teaching back in the, the 1990s or, you know, the mid-1990s, I taught a retail class where online shopping was a dream, you know, and we were trying to get people just confident to make a purchase online. Uh, now it's 22% of all sales, likely to reach 35% in five years. You know, Amazon is now 50% of all e-commerce. Um, they're, they're, you know, they're building trucks. They've got a fleet of airplanes. 
they have now 80 million square feet of warehouse distribution. Uh, you can't slow that trend. And, and you look at other companies like Walmart, Target, Home Depot that are all kind of going to that online delivery. These trends are huge and they're in place. So you, you can't just say, okay, these you know stocks that did well during the pandemic are done. They were doing some of these stocks were starting to perform before it, and the pandemic just accelerated their growth. So I don't think you just throw you know the baby out with the bathwater and say that you know all these uh, tech stocks and and you know uh, coronavirus stocks are going to fall and all these recovery stocks are going to perform. I mean, let's look at hotels, for instance. You know, hotels are are struggling. You know, numerous hotels are defaulting. Uh, They're trying to get loans to, you know, to continue to operate. Uh, We still see occupancy down 36% before the pandemic. Sure, there'll be some real great recovery in hotels, but it's kind of like saying, you know, I have a leg injury and it's it's feeling better, but I still can't walk. You know, so I think we have to be careful. Um, you know, you can't just blindly shift over. Some of these things are going to take years to recover. Um, so you have to be careful about how you invest your money. Uh, I learned long ago that, you know, sometimes buying something that's cheap doesn't mean it's a good investment. Sometimes paying a little more for something and buying the right asset is the way to go. And not always buying the cheapest one. The market tells you if you're right. You know, I always say that, you know, the market doesn't care if I'm right or wrong. It's uh, it's going to tell you, and, and you got to listen to the market sometimes. So these stocks that are cheap, they're cheap for a reason. I was talking to another advisor last week, and uh, he was uh, um, opining that the market is in a really overvalued bubble right now, and uh, he was not very optimistic that the kind of returns we have seen even this year will continue in uh, 2021 or in the years to come. He's uh, being very modest and saying we'll see maybe 4 and 5%, but not the tremendous gains we've seen this year. So what do you think about that opinion when you look forward to 2021? There's a lot of opinions out there, Bob. I mean, I always look at the big firms. You know, Goldman Sachs, you know, thinks that the S&P can, they're saying a 20% return is possible from here. Um, I don't know. You know, it's, it's hard to say. I think, again, for me, it's not a stock market. It's a market of stocks. Uh, so again, I you know I don't care what the market does. What I care about is the companies that we own, uh, the portfolios that we construct for people that they have good business models, that these companies create value, uh, they can grow their earnings and their profits, and I think that's what's going to lead to success for our clients. So um, yeah, I'm looking here again. The, the Goldman estimate is 4,300 by the end of 2021. So um, yeah, that's a that's a pretty big jump, you know, in expectations. Uh, again, we don't you know we we're not in the business of making predictions about the stock market. But, you know, we sit here and do a lot of work on the companies that we own, and I have a lot of confidence in what we do. Once again, Walt Sakara is the managing partner of the AKW Group in Fairlawn and in Washington, Pennsylvania. It's time now to talk about stocks specifically, Stock Talk, where you can call and ask Walt about any issues that you are looking at. If you own a stock now, I'd like to know if you should hang on to it, if you should sell it, uh, where, you, where you should be in the market, how you should be positioned. Our lines are open at 330-673-1234 across Greater Akron. Toll free, including on WNR.com for our listeners in Washington, Pennsylvania. It's 800 669 800-669-4100. Call now and talk to Walt about those questions that you have. Now, last week, a caller asked about cryptocurrency Bitcoin, and you said you would look into that as an investment. Uh, what have you discovered about Bitcoin? Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna refer the reader to something I found during the week. Um, if you if you go to Google and you type in Ark Invest, um, it's an investment company out there, and you type in the name Catherine Wood. Uh, there's a white paper out there. It's 28 pages. 
uh, that talks about Bitcoin as an investment. It's it's a really good read. So anybody interested in Bitcoin, I'm gonna I'm gonna push you to that you know that white paper. White papers are more academic type of papers. They're written uh, not as a sales type of approach, but more of a you know an understanding of the investment. And Ark is a really good firm, and Catherine Wood is a, a very bright bright woman. Um, and you know, I tell you to look at that for for a little bit more thought on Bitcoin. As far as you know, participating in Bitcoin, um, I like the transaction side. After I looked at it for the week, um, you know, companies like Square and PayPal, where they're participating in the transactions, allowing people to use Bitcoin and earning a fee off of those transaction participations, to me, seem like a better way for a mainstream investor to invest in Bitcoin. But Bitcoin as an investment is interesting. And again, I'll refer you back to that white paper to take a look at that. Let's go to the phones now for Walt Secure of the AKW Group. Good morning. You're on WNIR. Yeah, Bob, good morning. Uh, you're, uh, I think that, that you just mentioned rising taxes. Of course, it's important to remember that most of us won't see rising taxes because it's only for people making over $400,000 a year. And most people yeah. don't make that kind of money. That's yeah, a good point. However, you know, there was a lot of um, wordplay, you know, in the election as far as the repeal of the, the um, t- tax cuts uh, that were put in by the Trump administration. And I'm not sure there was ever a clear, uh, yeah, there was a big talk about that's where the major part of the reform was. But obviously, if you repealed all the, the Trump tax cuts, if that would go through, it would affect a lot of income earners, even, even people under $400,000. So it'll be interesting to see what the final proposal is that comes out. And, and of course, what we were saying with the split Congress, that's probably not a lot to worry about. Get another call now for Walt. You're on WNR. Go ahead. Morning. I wonder about Teva Pharmacy, T-E-V-A. I think they make generic drugs. Yeah, I think the generic drug market is interesting. I've I've followed Teva for years. Um, you know, the the earnings the last two quarters have been uh, underperforming. You know, they've had two quarters of negative uh, uh, revenue, uh, down seven percent. The June quarter down three percent. The September quarter and uh, earnings have been off eight in, in June, and they were flat zero percent in, in September. But I think you know, long term generic uh, drugs are you know definitely going to be important. And I think you know, again, we're going to re look at the supply chain and, uh, you know, how generic drugs are actually supplied and brought in. And, and Teva is an interesting option, um, you know, as far as the way that, uh, you know, that they could play and, and, you know, support that generic market as we go forward. So definitely a stock worth paying attention to. Do you think the uh, having uh, Biden in there is better for generics or Republicans? Well, I, I think, you know, either one, I think generics, you know, serve their purpose. And I think with rising health care costs and the fact that, you know, uh, we, we want to make uh, pharmaceuticals more uh, affordable, I think generics play a part regarding what administration is in there. So I'm not sure one one is better for the other, but, you know, I think it's an important industry overall for our country as, as our population continues to age. Okay, thank you. Thank you for your call, 330-673-1234, to talk with Walt Secure of the AKW Group in Akron and in Washington, Pennsylvania. Uh, Alibaba is a stock you have talked about and you you hold in uh, your core equity portfolio. Now, the Chinese government has been uh, uh, talking about uh, putting some regulations 
on Chinese uh, businesses. And uh, last week, with that news, the stock dropped about 13%. Now, it's still trading at $260 a share. But does that possibility of, of, uh, of China regulating some of these companies change your outlook for the stock? Or would you say, now that it's down a bit, people should buy it? Well, it definitely impacted it last week, Bob. But again, the long-term case for Alibaba, we think, is still very strong. You know, the company dominates e-commerce and cloud computing, and it has the ability to incubate a lot of lucrative new businesses like Ant Financial, which, by the way, we think will still come to market. It might be delayed six months as far as that IPO, but we'll still see it. Uh, and then there's an incredible amount of, of national pride in China uh, with the company Alibaba. Alibaba. So, again, it, it's just like big companies here in the United States, even though there's talk about regulation. We never want to damage our competitiveness in the world, and I think China definitely will not want to damage the competitiveness of Alibaba or do anything to really hurt it. So I think it creates a, a pretty good buying opportunity. If you haven't got into Alibaba, you know, the stock moved back down, and it might be a chance to look at it if, if it's not a part of the portfolio at this point. We continue to hold it in our core portfolio and, again, have no, have no real reason to sell it at this point. More calls for Walt Secure on WNIR. Go ahead. Yes, hi. I have a question about selling stocks at a loss. Is there any benefit to that, or should you hold until you can either get out and break even, or, of course, you always want to make money, but it doesn't look like that's going to happen. I was just curious about um, the benefit of selling stock at a loss. Yeah, it's it's a great question. Is it in a taxable account? Yes. Okay. Yeah, so in a taxable account, definitely selling it a loss. Um, you can recognize some of that loss uh, on your current year's taxes, and you can carry forward losses the way the tax code is currently, you know, written. So I believe that you have to have your money positioned in something that you believe can go up. And, again, as I said earlier, sometimes the market is telling you if you own a bad stock and it's going down, you got to listen sometimes to the market. And, you know, selling something and putting that money into something that you have more belief and more confidence in is always the right thing to do. Uh, you know, I was going to talk a little bit today about cell discipline, and you know, I think that's a big part of cell discipline. You're always looking for the best ideas, and you can't be afraid to move your money to what is a better idea. That's the number one reason we sell a stock, um, and, and it's, it'll always be. You know, I'm always looking for the best ideas, and sometimes you got to sell something, and I surely don't want to hold on to losers. Um, you know, you want to have winning stocks in your portfolio. Okay, thank you. Sure. Another stock that's in your, your core portfolio, Disney. Everybody knows about Disney, the huge company. Their, their new stream has been very successful, adding all kinds of subscribers during the pandemic. But at the same time, the pandemic, with the shuttering of movie theaters, has really impacted Disney's feature film sector. Uh, so overall, uh, Disney stock is, is off for the year. So you've hold, you held Disney stock for a long time, but you're looking now at either adding to that Disney holding or, or, or modifying it some way. Yeah, we like Disney, Bob. This is one recovery stock that I would definitely want to purchase if I didn't if I didn't own it. I I like it. We own it. I I've you know been considering buying more for our portfolios. Um, their Disney Plus service has been unbelievable. The growth and and the additions that are going on there. Uh, they have such such strong content. Um, yeah, the world's changed. I mean, theaters you know may never get back to where they were before. I I think there's some hope for their parks. 
Um, you know, I, I don't know about the cruise ships. I know they tried to start cruises back up this week, which I couldn't believe. And, and you know, they turned one back. Not not Disney, but another company already turned one back with coronavirus cases on board. But uh, ships are always tough with, with uh, any type of virus. But, you know, I think if you think about Disney as a top-down company, you know, the, um, the ESPN uh, franchise, they own inside the company. I mean, this is just a very powerful company that has that recovery potential, but they're also doing a lot. Uh, to grow that non-traditional business, you know, that streaming service. So uh, we like Disney a lot at this point. Another quick mention, a small mid-cap stock you have is Beyond Meat, the meat alternative company. Now, their earnings were rather disappointing this uh, this last reporting period. What do you feel about Beyond Meat? And are you looking uh, to, as they say, move beyond that holding? Yeah, I wish I... (laughs) That's a good. That's funny, but I, I definitely would have wish I would have waited a little bit. But I, you know, we bought it, and again, when we buy something, we buy it. You know, thinking forward a little bit. I don't think you should give up on this company yet. Um, one of the things they were impacted by was McDonald's um, on around the ninth of November uh, made a, an announcement that they were going to have a Mick plant type of option, so they're not using the Beyond Meat. Uh, brand, which was disappointing for Beyond Meat and all the investors that owned it because they thought Beyond Meat might be able to brand themselves right on that McDonald's window. Uh, that isn't going to happen. But, you know, there's a lot of growth here. Um, you know, the, the repurchases are very, very good. Uh, there's a good retail story here. You know, the retail story was up about 39%. So people out there purchasing, um, you know, these, this type of uh, meat alternative and the repurchases look pretty good. So I don't think it's time to give up. It's one we'll pay attention to. And again, the reason I would sell it is in that small mid-cap portfolio is if I found a better idea, just like I was talking to the earlier uh uh, you know, caller. Uh, I think right now we'll continue to hold. We'll pay attention, and we're always looking for another idea that might replace it. You're talking about your your sell discipline in uh, how you handle your your investments and your portfolios. What are some of the mistakes that uh, many people make when they sell a stock? Well, I think the main reason people sell a lot of times is they just don't understand the story. They don't understand what's going on. They're reacting to emotion. Um, you know, we see people sell too early, and we see people sell too late. Uh, again, you got to remove that emotion. You got to look at metrics. You have to understand the story of what, why you're investing the way you are. Is there financial power? Is there attractive valuations? You know, questions you got to constantly ask yourself. And if you believe in that and you believe in the story, then you, you continue to move forward. But when you see a fracture in financial power, when you see a fracture in, you know, the the, the price gets overpriced, you know, from a valuation perspective, then that might be signals that you need to move on. And also sometimes the story can fall apart. You know, I think, you know, we mentioned the cruise lines. I mean, the story is really kind of falling apart there for them. You know, it's a it's a really tough business to get restarted, probably the toughest uh, because of this virus, and it's going to struggle right to the end, you know, until this virus is kind of put behind us. But, um, it, you know, you have to understand the business models. You have to understand why you own something and uh, have good reasons, Bob, and I think that's always the way that you invest. And, of course, we want to remind folks that uh, with being affiliated with the Robert W. Baird Company, the AKW Group can handle so many things about private wealth management. They can handle all questions about estate plans, uh, financial planning, retirement planning, tax reviews. Uh, they can give you illustrations on required minimum distributions, the latest laws on that, Roth conversions, uh, Social Security choices, stock options, transaction tax analyses. All these are things that they can they can do for their clients, and they do do for their clients. So as you are talking to clients now in uh, November of 2020, what seems to be the areas they uh, are considering important and want you to focus on uh, for 2021? 
Yeah, but we're doing a lot of reviews. Uh, we're making sure people are comfortable with where we're at. We're making sure we have the right strategy and tactics going into 2021. A lot of communication. Uh, you know, we're listening. We're, we're taking a look at tax situations, uh, you know, where people have tax, uh, you know, concerns and talking to their uh, tax advisors and coordinating information to make sure that estimated payments can be done correctly. And, uh, you know, really it's a time of review and reflection and thinking ahead and, uh, like I said, it's like a it's it's like a baseball player, Bob. You're only as good as your next at bat. So we we continue to get ready to get up there and and take our next swing. So for next week coming up, it's getting harder and harder to predict. But uh, what are you going to be watching for? Yeah, we'll watch a lot of things, Bob. We have some economic data that comes out uh, this week, and again, a few more companies that will report. We'll see Home Depot and and Walmart reporting. Uh, one of the new stocks we bought in our small mid cap uh, portfolio, Neo.com. The uh, uh, the electric car maker over in Chinese report and China reports. So again, a lot of a lot of interesting data to look at, and uh, you know we'll be in here talking to our clients, and uh, you know anybody new out there that wants to give us a call, we'd love to talk to you as well. You can talk to the folks at the AKW Group, including Walt Secure and his team locally in Fairlawn at two three four four six six seven four seven six. They're thirty five sixty West Market Street in Fairlawn two three four. Four six six seven four seven six. You can also, if you live in the greater Pittsburgh area, you can talk to the uh, branch office, if you will, in Washington, Pennsylvania. Sue Marshall runs that office for them. That's area code 412-480-5090. 412-480-5090 for the AKW Group, Washington, Pennsylvania office. Again, Walt Secura. Thanks for being with us here on WNIR. Kent Akron. Hope you have a great week and the market does well for all of us and we'll talk to you once more next Sunday. Thanks, Bobby. Have a great week. During today's broadcast, the following individual stocks were mentioned and discussed. Alibaba Group Holding Limited, symbol B-A-B-A. Amazon.com, symbol A-M-Z-N. Beyond Meat, Inc., symbol B-Y-N-D. The Walt Disney Company, symbol D-I-S. PayPal Holdings, Inc., symbol P-Y-P-L. Pfizer, Inc., symbol P-F-E. Square, Inc., symbol S-Q. Teva Pharmaceutical, symbol T-E-V-A. Please note that Robert W. Baird, Inc., Company Incorporated, makes a market in all of the securities of these companies discussed during today's broadcast. In addition, Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated and or its affiliates managed or co-managed a public offering of securities for Alibaba Holding Group Limited, symbol B-A-B-A, in the past 12 months. And also, Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated and or its affiliates have received investment banking compensation from Alibaba Group Holding Limited, symbol B-A-B-A, in the past 12 months. <laughs>